0: Hey, everyone. Great to have you back for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. We have a special guest today, Kevin Vandiver, and I'm very happy to have him on our cast. Uh, And I'm praying that these visitors that we have included are blessing you with relevant topics of hope and also just Hearing and seeing the mind of Christ in action. So, very glad to have Kevin Vandiver here uh, today. He's a faithful father and husband, and he has two beautiful kids. They're not so small anymore. They're high school, <laughs> high school aged, and uh, he helps coach uh, here on the on the church plaza. And he's also part of a beautiful prayer ministry that we here ha- have here at Greater Grace that uh, we hear people's requests, he is a facilitator, he uh, works with what's called the prayer wall and he organizes a prayer meeting on Monday nights and also on a round-the-clock prayer where different people volunteer for different segments uh, to pray for the needs of the body here, the church, and for our nation. And for whatever the requester is asking, so I'm really glad to
1: have you here, Kevin. Thanks for being with me today. Hey, thanks, Pastor Jason. I uh, really appreciate the opportunity. Um, yeah, something that's really been on my heart is uh, redemption and forgiveness. Ooh, and, that's uh, a
0: good topic.
1: Yeah, so it's 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 been a, a lifelong journey, but it's it's a good journey.
0: Yeah, okay. A good journey. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention you're also one of our worship leaders. You write your own music or sing other music, and you have a real beautiful gift there, too. Thank you. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, take it away, Kevin. Okay. Great to have you.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm just thinking about a few scriptures here that really touch my heart, but um, it says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. And, uh, that's a loaded, uh, verse right there, but, you know, really you're talking about how God redeems, like to start that conversation, we have to be, you know, lost and hurting. So for us to get to that point of needing a savior, it, it, it really takes humility. You know, you have to be broken to receive the grace of God and human, you know, you have to be broken, you know? So, um, I, you know, I, I have gone through some tough times as a kid and um, things that really wounded me, um, abuse in the home, sexual abuse in the home, and uh, it was a tragedy, and I, I think there are many tragedies out there, and if you're listening, there is a source of hope. The captain of our salvation, Jesus Christ, he's our anchor of hope, so that we want to keep in mind as the thread, the hope that Christ has. But, you know, I went down a, a long path in my life where I was always trying to receive acceptance and, um, and I was always trying to behave or conform in a certain way to be received and be accepted because I was so tarnished in the way I viewed myself and my, my old sin nature. But now as God has wonderfully given me the gift of grace and, and um, it's so inc- interesting that the scripture right before this, the redemption uh, through his blood, forgiveness of sins, is to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the Beloved. And having friends like Pastor Jason, you know, being accepted in the body of Christ is an incredible gift. And there's, there's acceptance, there's redemption, there's, there's uh, forgiveness of sins. So, But to, to, to be able to forgive and to, to be forgiven, you have to go before God humbly. And that, that takes, you know, um, God doing a work in your life. So beyond all the tragedy and beyond all the travesty and beyond all the things that happened to me as a, as a child and then a teen, and I had to go beyond that. And I had to see myself totally depraved. I had to see myself wicked before God. And uh, it took a lot um, for me to see that. And I held, um, from, from the abuse that I had gone through, I held it like a badge of honor. Like, I'm due this, this anger. I'm due this rage. I, it, it, it belongs to me. It, it, it became a part of my identity. And I was only uh, entrapped. I was the prisoner of that identity. And I held that unforgiveness... Um, like I was I had the right to it and um, Jesus is 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 the one that that paid the whole price on the cross when he took the spikes in his hands and feet when they uh, beat the crown of thorns around his head and the blood trickled down and he took the uh, 39 stripes for us and he answered not a word and his beard was pulled I mean all these grotesque things that happened to Jesus he took it all for us so yeah so I was hurt and I was living in this and then it came to a point where I realized that um I was kind of like spinning my wheels in the sand and I was not getting anywhere quick and I was miserable and I was hurting and I was in a lot of pain because of holding on to the unforgiveness so um uh my family and I went through a... My my wife and I went through a brief separation in my marriage and um, because of uh, something that I did in, in the marriage and it was, you know, it was an atrocity, but um, God is faithful to forgive. And um, He did forgive. So when I saw that, you know... I had been in other churches where I didn't understand grace so much. But when I saw the grace of God in action, it was by me seeing myself totally depraved. And when I saw how wicked I was before God, and that if Jesus could forgive me, then why couldn't I forgive my abusers? So then, in the name of Jesus Christ, I forgave my abusers. It happened in a moment. It was like a weight was lifted off of me. I remember the moment. And there are many moments through our lives that we go through through these need, needing to, to forgive. But it's so key because we can have ourselves locked in. and being locked in is, is no fun for anybody. Uh, so, but the hope is, is the forgiveness, the redemption by his blood. So Christ on the cross, he died, He rose from the dead. We have a way out. We have a victory. In 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty seven, it says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So the victory comes through the life of Jesus Christ. And if you receive Jesus Christ, you, you can live in that victory moment by moment. Some moments are better than others, but we can live in that victory of Jesus Christ. And um, so forgiveness is, is a, is a we, we do it by faith. And that's the only we can't um, forgive from our old old man. It's it happens in the new man. And we when we forgive, we're not holding anybody responsible any anymore. And we're we're taking ourselves off the hook too, because we've held ourselves captive in there by the unforgiveness. So then we have to turn around and, and forgive ourselves. It says, "Our Father who art in heaven, uh, forgive us our." trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us so we have to actively by faith go in and forgive ourselves too of the wrongdoing and the freedom mm. is in Christ he's the one that gets the victory it's me just agreeing with god and saying you know what i'm going to forgive myself by faith i'm going to forgive the abusers by faith and i go free that's that's where the freedom lies and that's where the hope lies. And um, I'm thinking about another uh, scripture in Isaiah 60, verse 1. It says, Arise, shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The light, um, us arising and shining as we're coming up out of our sleep and we're saying, You know what? Wrong has been done me, but the light has come. Whose light? Jesus. I'm the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And that light, the forgiveness that Jesus pre planned before the foundation, he chose us. And now we're forgiven and we forgive. So it's not, I'm coming to Jesus to do something. I've been through the myriad of that too. I got to be this person. I got to be that person. I got to fit in. I've got to conform because I had such a, a. unsavory view of myself. But then when I came in and said, you know what? I just need to chuck it. Okay. Paul was in prison. He had a chain around his, but yet he had much more because he was praising God and he went free. So we do have an old sin nature and it's like a chain around our our ankle. We say, okay, we know it's there, but this is not governing me anymore. I'm free in Jesus Christ by the blood of Jesus Christ. And the victories in Jesus Christ. So arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. The glory of the Lord rises upon us, so that we can be a testimony to others. Mm-hmm. So as Joseph went through the being sold by his brothers, and he went through the whole story that he went through, it was it was it was for the glory of the Lord, and that's the beauty of. Of the things and the difficulties we find ourselves in that you can come out you can come out by by Jesus Christ his very life the light of the world he's the door, he's the anchor he's the hope, he's the resurrection and the life, he's incredible and when Jesus says come, he just says come to me he didn't ask us to change a thing but he just says come to him all you who labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest for your souls, uh, Matthew 11:28. He just wants us to come to him and come honestly to him, authentically, transparently, to him. and we just come before him we, we, and that, that's afforded to us by the body of Christ. We come around a people. We come around a people that loves us uh, unconditionally with the love of Jesus Christ. And that transformation happens. For some it's a little quicker than others, but it does happen because the Word of God does not return void. And as you're loved in the body of Christ, you grow up into one new man in the body of Christ because we're together in this. So um, the rising, the shining, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is upon you. Um, that We shine when, 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 when we're forgiven by Jesus Christ, when we're loved by Jesus Christ, when we forgive ourselves, when we love ourselves by faith in Christ, when we love others and forgive others in Jesus Christ, um, that's it's incredible, and we begin to shine because His light has come in the glory of the Lord. So it's His power, it's His might, it's His dominion, it's His plan, it's His everything, if I could just say it like that. So in closing I just want to end with a verse that's very dear to my heart and always has been out of Proverbs 4:18 and it says but the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter into the perfect day and there's a perfect day for us there is a perfect day for us and it's coming and the path of the just I'm not just in my effort to be good enough for God because I can never be good enough for God and God knows I tried And he said, okay, that's got to die. But the goodness of God leads sinners to repentance, to think with God. So it's the goodness of God that makes us just. You know, dovetailing us right back to uh, the redemption through his blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. So we're redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, and that's how we're made just in his eyes. The just shall live by his faith. It's his faith. We live in his faith. And the path of the just is like the shining sun. When I was a kid, I was told not to do it, but I used to look up at the sun (laughs) and it's bright if you've ever done it. (laughs) But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever bright into the perfect day. So our hope and our anchors in Christ and we shine ever bright into the perfect day because of who he is.
0: Wow. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, These are such touching thoughts. I mean, you know just listening to listening to your honesty your transparency and vulnerability here you know i re- was remembered was remembering something one psychologist said he said if he had a pill for guilt and shame um he would be a very rich man in one sense like so many people carry uh like a camel these burdens of unforgiveness of wrongs done to them uh, injustices and the pain is real uh, No one's denying it But I love what you said You said several great things But we can have like this badge of honor Or entitlement And anger Confessor, And in Second Corinthians 4, 4 That chapter talks about When we are in unforgiveness mm. The devil has advantage over us And mm. we can be manipulated by the devil And I loved your message today Because there is hope um, what happened was wicked, but the, the scar of it can testify of the faithfulness of God. It can testify of, of how we got to know God better in our, in our, in our terrible situation, let's Amen. say, I Amen. mean, your marriage, um, your, your family life, um, who you are today is, uh, a, a direct, um, fruit of what you've been through and how you've positively gone after God and and obviously you know we're not rejoicing in what happened we're rejoicing in what God did with it yes and I just want to share a couple verses and we can have a little dialogue here you closed out by saying the blood of Christ here in Romans I'm sorry Revelations 1 5 it just talks about Jesus Christ the faithful witness the firstborn from the dead the ruler over the kings of the earth to him who loved us and washed us from our own sins with his blood. And I I think um, when we think about how God can purge the memory, he can purge the body. Let's say someone uh, had premarital sex and then they get married and they feel dirty. God can purify them and make them whiter than snow. Let's say someone had an abortion or uh, or something, a comprom- maybe even pornography There's like this co- sexual compromise that happens in the conscience And God says, I can wash you as whiter than snow Like you've never ever been touched or uh, mishandled uh, And make you white as snow And I want to think about this today Because think about that camel, like the burdens Like we're not meant to carry one burden but we do. We we trip over ourselves, maybe, or we look at other people and we say, "Oh, I'm not as bad as that person." And we're like a we're like that Pharisee uh, judging the publican. But look at this in Psalm 142, and we can talk about this more. But Psalm 142, five, six, and seven, it says, "I cried unto the Lord, and I said, You are my refuge." You, my portion in the land of the living, attend unto my cry. And I just think how many, how much crying—the uh, inner cry of the heart—for things that uh, that's that's happened to people that hold them back. And when they look in the mirror today, that's all that they see, mm. right? They see their failure. They see what what's happened that was uh, uh, the uh, just not just, but. I remember a comic, and I, I refer to this a lot, but when a cat, in this comic, the cat would look into the mirror and the reflection would be a lion. This is this is where the transfer comes because God wants us to look into the mirror and not see ourselves, mm. but see who God is. And who he is defines who we are today. And I, I'm going to get you talking in a minute, but look at this next verse. I was brought very low, deliver me from my persecutors for they are stronger than I. And that, that's a real thing. The projections come, we're triggered, we, we, the memory, mm. the the animosity, the anger, or uh, the forgiveness, Not before I can forgive someone, I, I must understand, like you said so clearly, that the depravity or the worth, worthlessness, helplessness, Uh, of man without God, it's like we are not able to forgive. Mm. And this is what he said. He says, bring my soul out of prison that I might praise your name. You know, I think about the prisons of why people can't trust, right? Because their trust has been broken. Uh, I think of even in relationships, when you get married, uh, you learn more about yourself and things that were buried deep in you that Maybe have been forgotten. Mm. And God is saying, uh, you know, He says this in Psalm 143, He goes on to say, uh, He says this in verse 5 and 6 I remembered the days of old, and I meditated on all your works, and I mused on the work of your hands, and I spread out my hand to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. And you know, God has led you out of a restricted place. He's led you out of a a narrow ditch. You know, like we think of ditches. Like when people would fall in a ditch, it'd be this long, narrow place, and you can't move. You're just you're just like a you're stuck. And I think people can get stuck remembering their past. But the psalmist said, "I meditated on on your work." I mused on your work, which means it was more than just thinking about it. He became very much like in a worshipful way. He began to think about, okay, who is God mm-hmm. in my life? And then he said, uh, I spread out my hands to you. And I, and uh, he." then he says in verse 11, you revived me for your namesake and your righteousness brought my soul out of trouble. So the, this is such a good word because... No matter what it is that people are trapped in today, no matter what it is that... And people do suffer because of lies, right? Yeah. We believe a lie. We do suffer. We get in these ditches. We get in these prisons. And we God's saying, I'm going to release you so that you can praise me uh, even in this uh, terrible situation, which is wrong, not your fault. All of these statements we could say but it's not the final story right it's not the final story so tell us I know I gave a little word there but tell us like like there's a way out of this ditch isn't there
1: yes the way out of the ditch is is of course again um realizing how wicked your heart is now whole your whole head is sick in in Isaiah it says these things so that's the that's this touch point and I, you know, bring it back to the very beginning: is that we have to be broken to receive God's grace, because then we can't do anything. So, to the realization of how how empty and lost I am is 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 ground zero, and that's the where that's where God can come in and say, "Okay, this person sees it now; he can tr- totally trust trust in me." So that's the way to get out of the prison. The way to get out of the prison is trusting in God. Trust mm-hmm. in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and that 's that 's a beginning point. I want to encourage you out there that everybody 's process and time frame is different, so don 't be hard on yourself either because you know we we 're good at beating ourselves up It's very easy for us at times, but to realize that we don 't have to do that anymore, and we get comfortable with all these scenarios we get comfortable to the 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 narrow ditch. And the claustrophobia in the cage, and we get we get accustomed to this, but it's not where God has ever wanted us. Mm. And that light shines, arise, and shine for your light has come. You see the shining light and the brilliance in the relationships in the body of Christ, and you see Jesus Christ, afresh and new in his go- in the gospel of grace. That's you get a taste of that light, you taste and see that the Lord is good and are those who put their trust in him. When you taste and see that the Lord is good, there's no turning back. You've already tasted it. So Mm -hmm. then the process and you just acclimate and you appropriate in faith, his faith in the son of God. And that's how you get out. Amazing.
0: I I love what you're saying because when we look into that mirror, right, we can see maybe failure, wasted time, uh, frivolous living. Maybe we could think of the prodigal who wasted everything. And you said at the very beginning, he had to learn that he was accepted even in his mess. And mm-hmm. um, and then the psalmist here, we just read it, that he's reaching forth to God like a man that's thirsty. And, and I, I just think, mm-hmm. you know, if we're trying to be a good Christian, that's a vain pursuit. Uh, I'd rather... Pursue God and be a real Christian that sees their need for God like we don't need more of God because God says in Isaiah 5 4 I've given you everything Mm. What God needs is more of us. So our honesty our transparency our vulnerability These are huge words where we're reaching forward to the right thing. So You know you said it so well. We're not trying to fix ourselves We Mm. see our brokenness and isn't it interesting Jesus was broken, right? The cross, he couldn't nail his hands on the cross. Mm-hmm. He couldn't put the crown of thorns on his hands. Other people did that to him. Mm-hmm. So, but but look at this, uh, the, the, the nails in his hands, the crown in his feet, the spear in the side, um, the mocking, the spitting, the pulling of the beard, the whipping, uh, all of these, all of this suffering was gruesome, but... What do we rejoice in today? We glory in the in this in the cross that he resurrected. And mm. and I just want to say this is as we reach for God, as we relate to God, as we believe his word, guess what? Resurrection life, resurrection new beginning, resurrection power, resurrection strength resurrection, uh, life. Amen. I mean, Amen. that's what you're Hallelujah. living in today yes. and it's yes. not a perfect process. Thank you for saying yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Cause we can be hard on ourselves, mm-hmm. but to, you know, what would you say about that? Living in the resurrection side of this
1: living in the resurrection is, well, first of all, you have to, to do this. I mean, you can't be alone by yourself. You have to draw near to the body of Christ and, and just let God love you in the body. And that, that yeah. would that would help you to live in the resurrection life. And then obviously the word of God, um, it's his word of life. So living in the resurrection is just living in the very character and nature of Jesus Christ and who he is and his grace and his mercy and his truth and his glory and his love and his peace. That's, that's the way that's Mm. the way.
0: Yeah. And there's no formula, but there is the point of healing. What you know, what is it that's going to bring healing? Is it going to be analyzing something until I know every every detail? Mm-hmm. It's interesting in counseling sometimes um, uh, people want to know every detail about someone's sin. And, you know, and I agree that we should never deny and we should be accountable absolutely. Uh, we should absolutely be transparent. But then there's enough information to make a good decision to say, gosh, I don't need any more information because it's like a piece of glass it'll keep cutting me every time I handle it but we surrender it and we're accountable and we say okay Lord that's not going to define me Uh, I want to live in that resurrection hope where we recognize who we are and who God is you know maybe a divorce maybe uh, a drinking problem Uh, we deal with addictions every day people uh they they lose trust maybe someone broke a promise and it's like a really bad uh recourse and and what's the answer i have to forgive them first in my heart mm-hmm. before god you know and someone might say hey i can't i can't forget what that person did to me i forgive but i can't forget and you you know what i say to that i say that if we've really forgiven them in our heart which means we let go of that offense then the Holy Spirit will come in, and He'll dwell in that void that that offense created, and then He will heal our mind, and we won't know each other after the flesh. In First Corinthians chapter um, five, verse sixteen and seventeen, where old things are passed away, and all things have become mm-hmm. new, and we're reaching forward to something that's new in Philippians three thirteen. Now again. Uh, you know, I might not go to lunch with my enemy. You know, I won't go on vacation with my enemy. But, well, here's a good. Point. I'm going to think about them according to Christ. Yeah, go ahead. Yes,
1: here's a good. Now, here's the 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 good side of of the story. I mean, all it's all good. But, you know, the the person that um, that I was abused by, we're friends now, and it's like it never happened because God did it. Now, I paid lip service at times to the forgiveness but then the enemy would come back and attack me but oh remember what they did but this time it was supernaturally taken and it was God that did it mm. there was nothing that I could have ever done it was just I agreed with God obviously I had to be engaged there but it was God See and that that's a that's a very
0: unusual story you know and it's what a what a testimony that is and I would just say just as we're closing today uh, in your relationships have boundaries if there's toxic relationships, identify them. Um, you know, we're not made to be a whipping post. Um, Jesus surrendered himself to his uh, to his accusers, but he willingly gave his life uh, away. And I would just say today, whatever situation you're in, uh, commit it to God, just like we see here in Psalm 143. Remember, meditate and muse, and then spread out don't just hold on to that painful thing. Spread out your hands like someone who's thirsty uh, to to get something new and fresh, and uh, surrender that pain. Put the pain in the right place. Wouldn't you say?
1: Yes, Kevin. Yes, absolutely.
0: Any last comments here? Great thoughts today.
1: Just uh, it's it's just a pleasure being here with you, Pastor Jason. I you know appreciate you and your love in the body of Christ, and um, thank God for the opportunity to be able to help others there yeah. it is mm-hmm. our pain is not wasted isn't
0: that good yes, yes. there's a purpose in our yes. pain yes yes and it's not to elevate the pain mm-hmm. but it's to elevate the provision and the promise yes and the miracle of resurrection healing yes and i gotta say again i love what you said it, it may not happen in a day it mm-hmm. may happen in a moment mm-hmm. but we just keep surrendering it we keep yes. giving it back to the lord we we say lord Take me out of this prison. I want to look into the reflection of that mirror in in James 1, 21 through 25. I want to continue in the perfect law of liberty and live in the power of resurrection, even in a very bad situation. Yes. Awesome. Kevin, thanks so much for being with us today. And friends, uh, we love hearing from you. So drop us a line and God bless your day. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome.